0: Oh, 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 it's time to go, back to the dungeon far below. Players arrive in time to die, and I love to watch them cry. Grab some dice, grab some fun, join the teachers in the dungeon. and welcome to Teachers in the Dungeon.
1: I'm Tom Gross, one of your co-hosts, and sitting right across from me here in the Dungeon, Dan Reem. Still here. <laughs> well, they don't ever let us out, so, no. you know, it's life the way sentence. it goes. But you know, it is the week of Thanksgiving, and you know, I'm going to start with this. I'm going to start with something, two things that I'm thankful for this uh, this Thanksgiving. The first is probably a softball, but it is definitely you as the co-host oh. of Teachers in the Dungeon. I think I've said this numerous times on the show, but you do a massive amount of work for the show. You do the editing and and scheduling of all the shows. You do you take care of the Facebook and Instagram pages. Uh, on top of all that, you 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 DM, and you're a player, and you create awesome set pieces for your players and for the kids at school and all that. So. I am thankful for that. Wow. For all well, that. Yeah, I'm really, on this show, I'm just a pretty face, and I'm not even that. I'm not even that.
0: Face for radio. Huh? So that's right. That's right. That's <laughs> that's why I did
1: radio.
0: Perfect <laughs> face for radio.
1: Anyway, so I'm thankful for that. And the second thing I'm thankful for is the string of guests that we have had oh, yeah. here in this second half of the year, but certainly all year long. We've just had an amazing group of guests over the year and just Super nice people to meet and interview and kind of pick their brains on D&D or, most recently, uh, the history of D&D mm-hmm. and all of that. And so I'm thankful for those things with uh, Teachers in the dungeons. So to everybody, happy Thanksgiving.
0: We need to give a shout out to Dan Zier for helping us find some of these people to be able to interview. And That is his... very true. Very so true. Definitely appreciate his willingness to... Yeah, lend a hand and yeah,
1: and if you don't know the name, Dan's there is the host co well co creator and host of Coffee with Kenobi, and uh, if you love Star Wars, you don't want to miss that show mm. for sure, definitely. Um, so wow, I can't believe it, though that uh, Thanksgiving is upon us. Usually, I think of the holidays as a time of peace and prosperity and joy, and we've been playing in a game. And I think only has the joy. (laughs) Because this game we've been playing, our DM for this game is Chris Metz. Mm -hmm. We introduced this game mm, probably a month, maybe a month and a half ago. It's been a little while. Yeah. Chris has been such a gracious DM because Mm -hmm. we are playing a chaotic
0: group. He was so excited to bring us into Ravnica. Yes. And I feel like the... Very first session, we blew apart all of his plans and hopes and dreams, and I am surprised he didn't leave in tears, but he's, he's made of sterner stuff, so. yes. but you're right. Yes, we are. Well, I'm not chaotic. I'm just evil in this party. <laughs> just. Everybody else is chaotic. And dumb. Yes.
1: And we're extremely stupid. Uh, <laughs> now, some of us are quite wise, street-wise, like my character, I've got a decent wisdom, but my intelligence is negative two, sitting at a whopping seven.
0: And I'm just the opposite. I've got high intelligence, low wisdom. Yeah. And that's sometimes tricky to know how to play that.
1: Wisdom, yeah, I, I would agree. Wisdom and intelligence seem to go so hand in hand yeah. that it's it's difficult. But I always just look at it as would. Is this a knowledge? Is this a book smart thing that I'm talking about right now, or is this something that I would learn just by the hard knocks? Mm-hmm. And I, that's the way I look at it. it Maybe oh, wrong, okay. but that's the way I always look at intelligence and wisdom. So yeah, so we've we've got this. We've got this. Actually, we have a very chaotic creature in the dungeon with us right now, messing with the uh, the touch screen.
0: Yes. <laughs> now we may to... have some recording difficulties. <laughs> now drinking out of your drink <laughs> the trouble with this cat is if I shut her out then she'll just yowl and scratch at the door and if I do leave her in here then she attacks the computer screen yeah. which is touch sensitive
1: and she her nose is like 6 inches from the screen Yes. <laughs> she managed to open up the HP uh, assist help desk yeah so those are the clicks you heard sorry yeah. folks so anyway, so talking about our Ravnica group, we kind of wanted to give an update on it and uh, share just sort of the some of the shenanigans that have been going on. Yeah,
0: we talked. We've kind of gotten away from our roots with yes. this podcast that we we meant to tell stories about our adventures. If you're new to the podcast, that was sort of the original goal. But there are many outstanding live play D and D session podcasts to listen to. Right but you have to have one and a half to 3 hours a session it seems like mm-hmm. to listen to them so our thought was we would sort of just try to be storytellers tell the stories rather than enact them right. and be able to get that down to a shorter session so that's that's our goal here yep and then we've kind of branched into other areas to uh, mm-hmm. to talk about on the podcast so it is sort of a catch-all Podcast and hopefully that's something that people enjoy rather than get irritated by. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I mean, people are still listening. Yeah, <laughs> My mom, who's <laughs> in her 80s and has no idea what we're talking about, but she likes to listen. So, no, seriously, thank you, everybody, for... I, I guess I really should have said one thing I'm grateful for, thankful for, are all the listeners that uh, give us support and send us comments and uh, likes on social media. And, Do you
0: remember at GaryCon how... We sat in that session, and the the session leader was telling people how to get, how to market their, right, their uh, third party ideas, mm-hmm. and they said podcasts are excellent, particularly small podcasts, because the audience is so loyal. Yes, and I feel like the audience really ours has certainly proved that. Mm-hmm. You guys have stayed with us through all this, and we do appreciate. We can just tell from the steadiness of the numbers that you folks listen on a regular basis, indeed. and we really do appreciate that.
1: Indeed, we do. Back to our roots, I suppose. Yes. Um, and, you know, yeah. that might not be a bad goal for 2024. You know, we'll do that show <laughs> pretty mm-hmm. soon in, in uh, early January, but it uh, might be not a bad goal to get back to our storytelling. Because mm-hmm. it, so. in, it indeed was, is fun to go back and think about those uh, stories and the characters we've played or are continuing to play. So, Ravnica... Yes. We, I'm trying to think. We've we have got a party of monsters. Party of monsters. Uh, we have uh, Minotaur, Bugbear, I'm a Goblin.
0: Hop Goblin. Hop Goblin. And then uh, I think we have like a Drow Elf drow, mix. A Drow
1: Elf mix and a, a true Drow Elf. Yep. And is that it? Why do I feel like I'm missing somebody?
0: No, no? that's everybody, but we'll have to double check on... On those two. The, the two non-monster characters, we kind of don't...
1: I we're guess we're...
0: Sure. we're yeah, I would say we're... We've got the whole hob... The goblinoid family represented. Yes. And they're the kind of the ones that have been driving things so far. Yeah. So, so yes, it's chaotic. Everybody's chaotic neutral. And mm. I'm lawful evil as a hobgoblin. Mm-hmm. And, and our characters are brothers. Yes. Half-brothers, but... Yeah. So, that's the one... I suppose redeeming feature of my character is he is very protective. Yes. And because
1: I am not smart and I do, (laughs) I make some really bad choices. In fact, that's one of the things I was noticing. We were just leveled up, and I was noticing on our personality traits. One of my personality traits is to I, I make quick, brash decisions, and then reflect upon those if they don't go. (laughs) if they don't go well so he does a lot of reflecting and brother uh always uh helps out quite a bit
0: so so that has been for our play sort of an an axis that everything kind of revolves around Mm -hmm. i would say and actually looking at this i think i actually feel a little bad about this that that the 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 rivalry between Mark's character and mine, the bugbear and the hobgoblin, has mm-hmm. sort of dominated a lot of the role play. Well, I don't I don't say think that's a problem at all. But I, I feel like we need to get other people willing to kind of get in oh. on the action and <laughs> uh, you know. I
1: feel like there's enough shenanigans going around in different areas. I mean I mean Gnut is always causing trouble, well usually with Marcus's
0: character. Mm-hmm. Zor or Zor, yeah, Z H O R R. Yeah, um, but so unbeknownst to each other, he named his Zor and mine is Lore. Oh yeah, that's right. So although nobody knows Lore's real name, oh, full not, name, not even Gnuts, I don't think. You did, but oh. it's been a long time since we've talked
1: about it. Oh, so, so we no. need to do
0: that because that that probably should come up at some point. Okay, all
1: right, that's good to know. Yeah, but so I'm trying to think where to start with this story.
0: We've So I think, again, from day one, it was chaotic. Mm -hmm. We're on board a a ship. We are uh, sailing into this hotbed of different factions and clans. And Chris has got this all set up so beautifully. And we've got these random characters that aren't going to pay too much attention to who's on whose side. Well, we start out with shenanigans on board the boat. Chris does a really good job Mm -hmm. of... Coming up with ways to roll the dice in social situations. Yes,
1: and uh, it was like games. There yes. there were games to be had, and so we we're playing gambling games, and uh, there's drinking games, games and, and uh, things like that. And and I remember uh, Brian's character tried to cheat and use sleight of hand, and I rolled the the counter to that, the insight. And I, I caught him. I caught yeah. him cheating, mm-hmm. and uh, so that that was kind of fun. And then I think the drinking game, Gnut's did not do well with no. the dice rolls, and so somehow that ended up in in <laughs> him being wrapped up in a in a blanket,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and <laughs> you watching over him, and yes, uh,
0: clean up the puke.
1: Yep, yep. It and, was it was not good.
0: And Zor the bugbear, of course, his instrument of choice. Oh is the bagpipes. (laughs) It's beautiful. And so that has caused multiple conflicts between our characters. Mm -hmm. And I think that was part of the... I've played long enough that I felt sort of free to just go with things that were a little off the wall. Yeah, And so I actually had my character make an unarmed strike on Zor just because he... He doesn't like my character, doesn't like the bagpipe, and yep. Zora was not backing down. So we just we just had a had a, had a fist fight, old fashioned fist fight, right there on or the bubble. on the uh, on board the ship. I found myself really nervous, really, because as the hobgoblin, there's a sense of honor and, okay. you know, and and shame <laughs> that the bugbear wouldn't have. Yeah, And I was scared to death I was going to lose and be humiliated, you know, my character was. And so it was fortunately for me, for my feelings, the dice rolls went my way. And so that kind of started then a simmering feud Yes, between the two.
1: Mm-hmm. That, I don't know, do you want to jump around a little bit? Because I think we could... I, it led to a point where the bagpipe was being played, and in, it was just—it was in a bad situation, a bad spot, and he was just going to play that bagpipe anyway. Yeah. And
0: you shot an arrow, right? I right into the bagpipe. I either yes, well, whatever I did, I attacked the bad bagpipe and wrecked yeah. it. Yeah. And
1: And it totally wrecked the bagpipe. And so, <laughs> Marcus kind of had a look on his face, like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe he did that.
0: Oh. So that has been yeah. So that's been one sort of story thread. The story thread Chris I think intended to be the major one is us taking the quest. Yes. To go and I think just kind of retrieve a MacGuffin really. Mm-hmm.
1: hmm Yeah, it was. There's a there's a I can't remember if it's a riddle or just a tale, and we were supposed to collect a weapon.
0: And like, like a
1: key a key and some other things and so we went with it mm-hmm. we went with it we didn't know exactly why or what you know what our purpose behind it was other than we were promised money yes and the person who promised it to us also had influence and food and stuff like that so we were like yeah sure we'll do this yeah and I don't remember from there well we the, did first I missed say, a session or in there somewhere yes
0: I mean it We've got a lot to cover, so I think we'll just do the highlights and keep it short ish. Yeah, yeah. But from my vantage point as a player, one of the memorable the first memorable thing was we did encounter some thieves and we beat them pretty handily and one of them surrendered and was was being just a bit obstinate, just barely obstinate about answering questions. Mm-hmm. And Mark's character, the bugbear, just killed her oh I do remember that yes and oh. and I think everybody was shocked but I mean credit to Marcus because again we are monster characters so yep. even the neutral ones are gonna be making some pretty awful decisions at mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. and my character came back and I was my. It, it, it's funny how you blend right into your character I was angry because I wanted to question her
1: mm-hmm. yes
0: and so I was but I had to think now that he can't be mad at the loss of life. He's lawful evil. He's not going to be mad about that. So I had to kind of get in Marcus's, in Zora's face and say, you torture them first, then you kill them. (laughs) And that was, you know, the best I could come up with. But then from that point, we carried on. And the next thing, I think the next major thing is we saw this weird path as if something huge had just like bulldozed through the yes. forest and we finally f- saw a house a cabin in the distance motionless but it, that's where the that's where that path the went, path went to but it. we had a choice to go on a the more well-worn path to a, a goblin camp i think we were going to get some information there that yep. we were delivering yep. beer there that's right but of course all you guys and my lawful character was stay in the path stay in the path mhm and everybody else was like, No, let's go investigate the the house. So we we you guys took off. I I think that's when you miss you missed the session. I missed that one, yeah. So your character was asleep in oh. the in the wagon. Yeah. And the others went forward and I reluctantly followed. And it turns out that the, the house was moving because it had a shambling mound underneath each corner. Corner. Yeah. And so Marcus's bugbear just rushes up to this house and gets attacked by this thing and dropped. My character immediately thought, well, we need every ha- hand on deck for this one. So mm-hmm. grabbed him, pulled him back, got him revived, and he just went right back into the fight. Oh <laughs> But that's just what he would do. Uh-huh. So long story short, we were f- first, second level characters. Yeah. We were pretty Jeez, early on. I first. I and Shambling Mound, that was pretty rough, but we managed to kill it and then I think I convinced him to
1: Oh get that's out of there. why okay. That's why where we are now why it was there moving was a, slowly. something dragging. Okay. Yes. Okay. I guess I didn't pick up on that when um, when I came back.
0: So that was kind of a fun moment, but again, we're still in this crunchy phase of we are not gelling on this and we are not our characters are not seeing eye to eye on how this should go. Yep. You know? Um, so after that, then we do eventually make it to the Goblin Camp,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where Mama Wart yes. is going to provide us with information and a little bit of help toward getting those MacGuffins that we need. Right. But in exchange, I believe, she wanted us to do something for her. That's and, where she wanted us to go to the tower, or to the, yes. the, the, the village. Yes, there was a village that was abandoned or something, mm-hmm. and she wanted us to see if if that would be a good place for Still her goblins
1: available, yeah.
0: to to take over. Mm-hmm. And so we said, yeah, sure, we could do that. P- putting the pieces together, a house being carried by shambling mounds, this is obviously kind of a druidic yes. magic at uh-huh. work. Twisted, and, but yes. Yeah, yeah. and... And the, the goblins were also fighting against that; they were struggling. Mm-hmm. So we had kind of had common cause. Plus, you're a goblin; I'm a hobgoblin. There's yeah. a bugbear. Right. So on the
1: on the way to the the, the town, mm-hmm. we, we kept encountering um, these sort of plant like creatures of different levels mm-hmm. uh, along the way, and we're we're defeating them. But I, I have to say, because it was it was my moment, is on that last one that we, we were sneaking up and, and th- we had seen... Oh, we were getting clues along the way also of, I don't know, just what might be ahead. Someone was leaving clues. Yes. And so we we came across one. And this is when Gnudz also discovered that he's an artist. <laughs> right. Remember? He's an artist. <laughs> he loves to draw on leaves and whatnot. But anyway, we kind of figured out a clue that up on the top of this hill based on the clue there should be something up there mm-hmm. that may not be good there's a there's a kind of a warning for it so Gnutes being a sneaky uh, little rogue um was also joined by brian's character and uh, marcus's character because they have a mm-hmm. high sneak as well it's not sneak what's the word Stealth. Stealth. Mm-hmm. sorry back to first edition there on the sneak <laughs> So they kind of came along with, but then they failed their role. So they just kind of stayed behind. And I got up to where the moment that that place was. And Gnut got there and he didn't see anything. So he turned around to look back down the hill at you guys. And he's like, nothing here. There's nothing here. All the while something is rising behind me <laughs> and, <laughs> and just comes down and slams me and it was very just sort of cinematic. Yes, yeah, very, very cinematic. And so we we fought this this creature. Um, but that was sort of the last test before we got to the village.
0: And this was also the this was also the session where I had finally worked out how my character would deal with Zor, the, the bugbear, oh, yeah. continually continually rushing into things. Mm-hmm. And so one of those creatures, he rushed in and attacked, and I just pulled you aside. And we walked around oh, that's and right. kept going. And mm-hmm. I said, I'm, I'm not going to help him. I, we're going to see what happens. Yeah. And he defeated it. This is the one in the river, I think. Yeah. a stream or something. He defeated it. But for whatever reason, that his character finally got through to his character Oh, I do have to control myself somewhat or I won't have any allies mm,
1: yeah
0: and i I don't know if that was i Mark is such a cagey player that I'm sure that was Zor deciding that, and not him as a player thinking, "Oh, I don't want to lose my character right yeah, so that is that something was cool.
1: that's just as a general theme, something that has been kind of fun about this this party is the. What is the 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 self preservation is not nearly as high no. <laughs> in this one as with you know when you have a I don't know an elf or a dwarf or something like that
0: much less metagaming. we
1: we are very much a compulsive like, yes oh there's something there let's go get it <laughs> kind of thing and so that has been that has been fun and as we'll share here in a little bit actually brings some
0: fun to it yes so we did as we. Uh, the village we did realize that it had been at least under observation by uh, this I think we figured out was the Druidic group. Yes. And so they I don't know if they caught us or we just sort of met up
1: and I they feel looked. like we met
0: up. They looked a little bit tough for mm-hmm. us to try to take. Mm-hmm. And we agreed to go in and investigate and take out they said there's a,
1: a wizard there's a wizard in the yeah.
0: tower that's given us fits. Why don't you go take him out? Yep. So we agreed to do that, mm-hmm. and again, this was what was kind of fun to be the chaotic group. And I think, I think this is where Chris really locked in and started just running with and enjoying, yeah, the chaos. Yeah, I would agree. Because I don't, I don't really know why I decided to do this, but I just went out in the open, approached the tower, and tried to talk to him. Right. And, uh, and so the the wizard talked to us and seemed reasonable and seemed more aligned with what we were trying to achieve than the druidic people
1: yeah it was through that conversation that that it kind of like things started coming together like all of those those woodland you know plant-like creatures were were creatures and that's not how things are in nature and he kind of shared i don't know i don't know if he implied or if he just said that they are twisting the earth they Mm -hmm. are they are doing these bad things and it's also when we discovered that there was a building missing yes from the town that we later discover is the building that was being carried by the shambling mounds Mm -hmm. not to jump too far ahead but so we we allied with the wizard Mm -hmm. which you put all of that together as the intelligent lawful (laughs) you know lawful evil
0: it was a it was a trick. We brought we brought those oh, druids out. I have to admit, I, I one of the beauties of Dungeons and Dragons is get to, getting to play against your own personal type, mm-hmm. if you want. Yeah. But I struggle with that. I <laughs> felt I as a player, I felt guilty about oh, yeah. about bringing these acolytes in and then just turning and just just assassinating them. Yep. As a character and a player. Get shut into the tower, and then I thought, this might be really bad. I don't know how we're gonna get out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But that led to our first major fight, where worked together. We did fairly well. So yeah, so the the major, like the leader of the druids, came in and was pretty unhappy with us. Right, and. Chris kind of put, this was, you talk about DMs knowing when to nudge and when not to. He kind of nudged us into going out and fighting them. Because I I was going to just hole up in the, Mm -hmm. my lore's plan was just hole up and wait for them to come to us. Right. But we ended up going out into the open courtyard in front of this tower and taking them on. Mm-hmm.
1: And you guys left Gnutz up there because Ganuts in the battle to get into the tower that you know we were escorted by some of those druids in mm-hmm. when you made that deal with the wizard and so we killed them to get in and then that's when the rest of the druids and the leader yeah. came forward and so Ganuts was out I mean he went down in that in that you original a, battle. You got one-shotted, didn't you? I might have. I
0: think you did.
1: <laughs> Almost to the point where it doubled my my max. So, I almost died in that situation. So, you guys drug me into the tower, and we didn't have any healing and, and whatnot. No. So, you guys just let me... You guys just... I mean, you stabilized me, so I didn't die. But I remember when that battle started, you guys left me up in the mm-hmm. up in the tower, which was fine with me. Gnuts was perfectly happy to... I mean, he would want to be in the battle, but in fact, I think he was sleeping.
0: Yeah.
1: I think I had to roll to wake up to notice <laughs> that you guys were in battle. <laughs>
0: That, you talk about, you know, kind of self selfishly picking out moments that you love or are proud of. That was, that battle was mine for Lore mm-hmm. because we, you know, that there was a, a kind of a troop of these folks coming in yeah. and I had Lore hide in the shadows of the gate house. And when the lead Druid came in, yep. I rushed at him, but rather than just surprise attack, I grappled him. That saved us. And was able to, therefore, kind of convey advantage to all of you rogues to be doing sneak attack on him because he was engaged he was with engaged me the whole the time. You. And he couldn't... He had to use his action to get free. Mm-hmm. And is pretty strong. And the druid didn't roll real well. Yeah. So they ended up... I think he got killed without getting even a single attack off.
1: I don't think he attacked once. But, the, but, but we had some major the issues happen in this so we were kind of spread all the way across the and Gnuts finally got up and he came out into the courtyard but you guys were all the way on the other side by the door and we were kind of spread along some buildings mm-hmm. that were there there's a tavern and 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 those clowns were were searching these buildings while this battle was beginning I can't remember exactly how it <laughs> happened it was weird but so we kind of got trapped along the side of those buildings, and I got ahead of um Razdauer. Ra, Razdauer, the, the Minotaur. And so, it, and if you if you lined us all up, it was Razdauer closest to the tower, then me, then I want to say it was Marcus's character, and then the Drow were up there, kind of up in the battle with you, mm-hmm. and. So to paint the picture, someone lit the bar, the tavern, on fire. (laughs) And so we have a fire going on off to one side. We have the main heat of the battle by the gates where you are. Mm -hmm. And then there's some just pesky battles going on back back by where I was. Well, long story short, Razdar gets knocked down. He's down to zero (laughs) hit points. He's under zero. And we eventually kill the guy that killed or that took Razdar down and again we've already said we have no healing. Right. No healing at all. And so Chris was very gracious and allowed us to do medicine
0: checks. Well before that the battle the before. battle ended and we all oh, just yeah. randomly went to keep investigating the oh, buildings. And
1: he's laying dead.
0: <laughs> I think all of us expected somebody else to go take care of him and yep. nobody did. He That's had to keep right. rolling death So saves. we
1: lost yeah we lost around... round with that, even I, I had left to, mm-hmm. to follow you, and then I was like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> the Razdar is down," and so I turned around and came back. And so I administered the first medicine check because yes. we don't have first aid kits, mm-hmm. we don't have heal, we don't have any spells. And so I, so Chris, I said, "Can I use medicine to try to at least stabilize him?" Chris was like, "Yeah, go ahead." Yeah. Well, I rolled awful. It was terrible, and and so that one didn't work. I think he rolled got a death save so he was down to i think he was down to one success and two death two death rolls so things were getting dire
0: you and zor, zor worked together yeah done, so you get advantage get advantage
1: so and i had i had plus two i think in medicine and so zor's like okay i'll help you you roll this is it and so i rolled i think i got a three i mean it was, a, it was with a advantage awful roll with advantage yes <laughs> I think I had a, it was like a 2 and a 3. And I mean it doesn't sound like it would be a moment of hilarity, but it was. It was It Paul was, just was laughing. The, the the incompetence of our characters in this situation in every level from just leaving him there to coming back and trying to use medicine to save him and then having advantage to save him. And so then it was it it came to Paul is the care is the player of Razor so came to Paul's final death save, mm-hmm. and so he rolled. The dice were not in our favor. No. And he rolled no. under a 10, and Razdar was dead. Yes. And the funny thing is, is we all just laughed. <laughs> we, all, we all just laughed because it was roll after roll after roll of under 10. Just and we, constantly. Yes,
0: and we just made awful jokes like, well, at least we got steak now.
1: Yeah. And so uh, being a minotaur with his, with his horns, um, Zor cut one off, kept one for himself, cut the other one off, gave it to me. And so we each have a horn of Zor, or not, not Zor, of uh, of Rostar. And uh, it's on my character sheet. Something's going to happen with that horn. Something good's going to happen. So anyway, we lost We lost Zor. Mm-hmm. But uh, but then play continued where, actually, that was the end of that night. But yes. We, we continue on to the next most recent play session that we had. Yeah. And we went back to Mama Wart. Yeah. And more games.
0: Yes. Chris, like I said, does a real good job of these games. And I feel kind of bad, but I feel like my character wouldn't, have much patience for these no, goblins you weren't having it you weren't having it <laughs> and yeah so I but but it was fun just to see how you guys jumped in and played great, with those they were
1: great and, names I mean one of them was kick the can yeah what was the one that almost killed somebody it was like fire freezer fry freezer or something fry like, something, yeah, something like, like that, that. Um, but then mama wart and the goblin uh, I can't fed us Dinner. Yes. Both, yes. both in game and
0: out of game. Yes. And so yes, just as as fate would have it, you know, right when we interviewed the authors of yes. D and D's Heroes Feast, uh-huh. Chris, our DM, brought a recipe that he'd made from the Heroes Feast. Yes. For abyssal chicken.
1: Abyssal chicken. I didn't know that was what it was called. Okay.
0: (laughs) Chicken chicken kebabs. And they were delicious. They were
1: amazing. (laughs) Maybe it was because it was D&D night. But I think even outside of that, you could have had fine dining and fine china. And this would have been an amazing, Mm -hmm. amazing
0: dish. It was very good. It was very good. So that was, yeah, that was fun. So that's kind of a nice little side note there that just connections being made. But, yep. Yep. So they, uh, so we told them. Village is open. Go get them, and mm-hmm. they gave us some rewards for that. Yeah. And Mark and uh, Zor got Chris. I can't believe he did this to me. Right. Got, got a, a replacement set of bagpipes. They're special. In they some are way. special. I they, don't remember. They call what... rats.
1: Oh yes, that's right. <laughs> it's the pipe piper.
0: But. I, you know, but it did provide the opportunity for me to just glower at yes. Zor and say, "I will wreck those again if you, yeah, you know, if you if you tick me off." And Mark has just taken this this cocky grin, yep. you know, all the way, all the way, all in. the way. So you know he's not gonna abide. Mm-hmm. But I got some tricks. Up. I'm not gonna say what they are, but I got some yeah. tricks up my sleeve that I think we can handle that but we but then we we end up going to the house yes we do eventually get to the house Mm -hmm. and that was also Chris did a nice job and it was fun the way it played out yeah Um, because for once we did plan
1: we did didn't we we did first time we had a plan
0: everybody's stealthy except my fighter that's got disadvantage and so I said, you guys go first, we, we're gonna try this. We thought we, we figured we had the key that would get us into the house, right And we knew there was something in the house we needed. Mm-hmm. So we thought, stealthy ones, go first, get yeah. yourself in and then I'll try and, if, and I'll probably fail, but at least at least maybe I can outrun the, the awakened Sh- or the, uh, the shambling, shambling mounds yeah. before you know I can get into the house before yeah.
1: they do. I, that setup, that plan was great. I mean, it really, it for the most part worked really well. Yeah. But it, it did have kind of a comical image in my mind because I snuck up first. So I, I put cartoon sounds to it, like a doogie 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 <laughs> And I got in there and I'm like, everything's good, guys. And I had the key and I was able to activate the door. And so the door opened. Mm-hmm. And so then someone else snuck in. Yep. And then someone else snuck up. And so, like, we were all, like, doing this little sneaky sneak up, up to the door one by one. And then you came along and it didn't go so still My stealth so was well. like a
0: four. So, yes. yeah. So, sneak, 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 and then clunk. Yep. <laughs> so, not only did, they awake, did I awaken the Shambling Mound, but I triggered whatever magic had kept the door shut. I right. couldn't get in. Yes. And we were in the house already. You are in the house already. So, our party is split. I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. Shambling Mound's coming at me. And, and I wasn't, again, I, I'm kind of adopted what you guys, you know, the hold these characters loosely because it's somebody's <laughs> it's, going down. Yeah. But I I just figured, well, I can probably outrun the thing. I can just keep it going in circles while you guys do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. But then you guys kind of got into trouble because you found there were bunch apparitions, inspectors apparitions yeah. and, and ghosts in there that were starting mm-hmm. to chew you guys up. Yep. So I, I said, Chris, does this porch have a post holding it up? Can I climb it? Mm-hmm. So that worked well. I've got a good athletic, so I was able to get on the roof. And as a character, I was like, oh,
1: okay. Yeah.
0: And then he said, okay, Shambling Mound begins to climb. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on. Oh, so then I thought, then it just got chaotic because I just bashed a window in and jumped in. Yep. And saw their dead bodies, and I thought, all right, the only thing I can do is hope that this thing can't open doors. Ran yes. through, shut the door, told all you guys, don't mm-hmm. open Oh, because you and
1: I, a magic item we got from Mama Ward oh, yeah. was we had um, uh, little... Headbands that headbands, let us communicate. Yeah, headbands of telepathic communication. So you and I were able to talk.
0: Poor Brian. He In the heat of things, he kept forgetting so he'd respond oh, yeah. like, you can't hear it, Brian. It's just between the two of us. Yes. We need, oh, we need to get little headbands and put them yeah, on We can put them on so people remember that we're uh,
1: communicating uh, telepathically. <laughs> but so the battle, the, okay, speaking of Brian, so in the battle with the apparitions, Brian goes down. yeah, And, and he had a couple of... Death saves mm-hmm. uh, in the rounds, and and we were slowly but surely taking the apparitions out. The problem was we had no magical yeah. means of fighting these. And so they were, you know, there had resistance against normal weapons, and so it was taking some time. But so I saw Brian go down and Gnutz is like, redemption, I can redeem myself, I can go, I can go stabilize him and save <laughs> him and blah, blah, blah. And so he ran over in the middle of battle. And Brian's character is down. A couple rounds had passed. And so I tried my medicine check again. It didn't go well. <laughs> it didn't go well. In fact, it was such a poor roll that Brian, or uh, Chris made him roll his save. Beat it up the save, yes. Yeah, in, into my turn because I mm-hmm. rolled so poorly in trying to heal him. And so here, we're b- down to another roll. Two, two game sessions in a, roll, in a row, where it came down to a death save roll. And quite frankly, Gnutz was responsible for both of them. <laughs> and and Brian rolls his die. The tension. There was tension. Yes. Because we didn't want to lose two people. <laughs> and he rolls it, and he succeeded. Yeah. So, of course, stabilized. now Gnutz feels that he saved him. Right. That his medicine check really helped to save him, because he became stabilized right after he... Tried. So yeah. now, Gnuut thinks that he's a healer. Yes. Gnutz thinks that he's a healer. Right. So we 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 won that. Yeah.
0: Um, and then you immediately, then Gnud immediately went into the doors that his brother told him not to. Yes. Where the shambling mound, mound was. was. So we had to keep fighting that, but yeah. that was we were okay by that point. Yeah. But then we found out it didn't matter. What we needed was in the basement, and the basement got left behind in the village. In the village. So we got to go back, but the goblins are already. Moved in there. Right. At least the hobgoblins are, so we may not have such an easy time. Yeah.
1: So it it's been this has been this has been a lot of fun recapping it yeah. because it has been a fun session to play uh, chaotic characters as yeah. mo- and monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the first time I've ever done that, so yeah. it's it's been fun. And like you said, we none of these characters are too close to the chest because I mean we've gone two sessions now where we lost one, we almost lost one. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt. Gonna happen. whatever happens in that in that village someone else is going to be rolling death saves and Gnut's going to come over and try to save them and probably kill them <laughs> or maybe it'll be that's down who knows <laughs> but uh anyway so now we are third level we leveled up mm-hmm. after that so I'll, I'll be curious to see what everybody does because third level is the big one where mm-hmm. you start bringing in subclasses and start getting some cool stuff yeah and so i don't know what direction everyone went Mm-mm. Or what, where, what direction everyone was
0: planning on going? Mark so and I have talked. See, the, that's that's one other thing is the bugbear and the hobgoblin are both fighters. So okay, there's a little yeah. bit of competition mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So.
1: So. But anyway, it's been a fun. We hope you enjoyed the recap. Yes. <laughs> hope it, we kept it together enough that uh, you know you're able to get some sort of the story. <laughs> the story. Some sort of story in there. Such but, as the, it is. but the bottom line is, it's a fun story to play. And hopefully a fun story to listen to. So with all that said, we, we wish you all your families, uh, your 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 players that you play with and the DMs that lead your games. We wish all of you a happy Thanksgiving. Yes. May and your
0: plates be full of abyssal chicken.
1: That's right. And <laughs> don't forget, on Friday, it will be our gift show. It's our second, third, third. Oh wow. It is our third annual okay. uh Black Friday. What do you get your players and DMs, a gift uh, show? So tune in. It's a special, special bonus show on uh, Black Friday. So give us a listen there. But hey, enjoy your meal. And when you're sitting at the table, make sure you roll those 20s. See you later, everybody. That wraps up today's session. So thank you for listening to Teachers in the Dungeon. We appreciate you and
0: your feedback. Until the next time we see you in the dungeon, we hope you roll high on those saving throws. If you enjoyed the show and want to hear what happens in the adventure, subscribe to the podcast. Have questions, thoughts, or ideas? Check the show notes for
1: our website and our contact information. This podcast is not affiliated
0: or endorsed by Wizards of the Coast, Hasbro, or any other third-party Dungeons & Dragons entity. Teachers in the Dungeon is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All names and sounds and any other related items are properties of their respective trademarks and or copyright holders in the U.S. or abroad. The official Dungeons & Dragons website can be found at
1: www.dnd.wizards.com.